Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. Hello, 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 everybody. We are here, Amateur Expert Show, episode six. We are alive and kicking, and I get excited each week to talk to my friends and friends in my head um, to hear about their career path, their journey, to hear about the tips that they use along the way. Um, it's been it's been an exciting time. And so today I have my friend Keelan joining me. He is um, one of my friends from Yukon and we've been friends um, ever since. I'm the godmother of his child. So we're like family, you know? Um, but he also has an, a, a good story to tell. And so as soon as he hops in, hello. Hello, TV land. <laughs> this is much better. Yeah, How are you today? I'm good. Good. You got off work, so I'm feeling real good. How are you? Same. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me, why do you shoot in your car? I'm like, oh, because I'm just getting off of work. And mm -hmm. also because I feel like I can control the sound a little bit better. Like, I don't have to worry about the cleaning crew coming in. But yeah, the in there. Good. Yes. Um, but sometimes there is loud music that passes by. But, you know. It happens. You know, it happens. So I want to thank you for being a guest on the show today. I have known you for a long time, and you've actually helped me along the way uh, making decisions um, as far as school goes and uh, some of my career choices. So I thought it'd be a good idea to have you on to discuss sort of your career path, how you decided that was going to be your career path, um, and, you know, any tips and motivators that you have along the way or had along the way. Well, first of all, well, thank you for your um, introduction. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you. It's so nice. So kind. <laughs> so can you tell the studio audience of two <laughs> mm -hmm. uh your current role, uh, well, who you are, and then your your current role um, at work. Okay, so is this like like new member orientation kind of style? That yes, please. Okay, stand good. up so, and wave to the class. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So uh, my name is Keelan Denny. Um, I am originally from well, born in California, but originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I'm a trans. Plant to Connecticut. I've been here well, since 2005 now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, about 14 years. Um, I currently work for the Department of Children and Families for the state of Connecticut, where I'm a social worker. I've been there um, since 2010. So, nine years. It would be nine years in June. Sheesh, yeah. it's been that long? Yeah, exactly. Sounds so long. So long ago. Uh -huh. Been there nine years now. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Child protection. 
Yes. <laughs> Hide so. your kids. No, just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> so, um, Keelan, when you were a young lad growing up in New Orleans, what did you want to be when you were little? Oh, man. NBA player. What you mean? Allen Iverson, short dude, flying around the court. Oh, that was, that, that was, that was all our dreams, man. That was all our dreams, you know, growing up in the city with sports. And you know, unfortunately, in a, in a way, but I mean, it gave us you know that that some other determination. But it was one of those things where, you know, you got out either you know doing music, rapper, master P, you got cash money, all that stuff growing up um, with them, you know, just locally in the neighborhood, and then you got bas- you got you got basketball, football, then band. Band culture is really really big um, in New Orleans. It's kind of like the football team. You know, you get a lot of kids get scholarships. To college mm-hmm. and things like that, just off of playing a musical instrument. So, just you know, just a part of that culture down the world. And so, uh, no, that's that's what I want to do. What I'm doing now is uh, so far away from you know what I planned, <laughs> <laughs> the plan. But you know, I stopped at five nine, so I had to look at other options. <laughs> so, you like you said, um, are transplant. I think is what you said. Um, yeah. In Connecticut, so. Um, or I'll ask you this: What did you, what did you think? You said you wanted to be a basketball player. How did you equate mm-hmm. that to success? Well, shoot, at that time, like I said, you, 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 I mean, your mom, you know, your your mom, your your grandma, your aunt, you know, they have the quote unquote regular job, you know, the regular job, so. Um, even though in their own right, they're important jobs and jobs that needed jobs that put food on the table, but they're not glamorous. They're not the famous stuff. They're not the things that are going to get you rich. So, um, you know, I, I doubt, well, I won't say I doubt, but a lot of kids growing up won't say, man, I want to be an accountant when I grew up. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. And, you know, as you, as you grow and kind of mature and different experiences, real uh, reality sometimes will catch up to you. And, kind of steer you in the direction that you need to go in. So, so for me, were, I think. <laughs> so you were oh, enticed sort of by the financial success and or freedom that being a basketball player could have given you based off of, you know, the other NBA stars or things that you've seen? Oh, of course. Of oh, course. I mean, up I, yeah, of course. Outside of, you know, the actual game of it, you know, love the game of itself. But yeah. Because in your mind, everybody can do what they do. So, you know, as long as I, you know, play outside long enough, I'll be all right. So, I mean, um, it happened for Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, well, you know, six, six, <laughs> out. Yeah, six, six, six. Um, so you came to UConn. That's where I met you mm-hmm. first. But you came from mm-hmm. Xavier. Um, no. So actually, um, I before I got to UConn, I was at um, I was in a kind of I was in a transition program. So I was going to was going to go to Southern Connecticut. I mean Southern Connecticut, was true. Southern University of Baton Rouge um, in Louisiana, HBCU. Okay. Um, but because I dilly dallied um, on my senior year, I missed the uh, enrollment date. Oops. So uh, exactly, it was so terrible. So you don't learn from that mistake. Uh, so at the time, was um, the the community college was on the campus of the actual school. So what they ended up doing was, they told me, well, hey, take this first semester, take some of your core classes here. It's called Delgado Community College. 
take your okay. course classes here, then then the spring semester you transfer into the school. Uh, lo and behold, I didn't you know all the way follow through with that that uh, you know that plan, but that's kind of kind of how I was supposed to go. And why didn't you follow through with the plan? A little thing we like to call Hurricane Katrina. Okay, that's what I thought. So, but yeah. I to... <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. No, I understand it for the art for the studio audience. They don't know. Yes. Okay. So a bittersweet, right? But yes, because of yes. Katrina, you came to Connecticut, and now yes. you know you've got you've started a new life here. Um, mm -hmm. So when did you decide or think about wanting to become a um, social worker? Oh, that wasn't until I think my junior year, end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year um, of college. I used to. Of college? Yes. <laughs> okay. And not so even specifically child protection. What did you think the plan, did you <laughs> think the plan was? So you came in freshman year, just sort of, I'm going to college, this is what I'm supposed to do. Or did you have different, because when I was a freshman in college, I had at least four or five majors. So were you just undecided <laughs> or did you jump around? I, I jumped around. I jumped around. Because at that point, my idea of college, in, I mean, it's kind of sad, it's sad to say, but um, in New Orleans and then surrounding, because um, I went to, I went to school in New Orleans until I got to high school, then um, went to a a high school in the suburb. So it's basically New Orleans, but basically like uh, not like across what we would call across the river from um from the main city. Um so there our education system wasn't the best, especially when I was going to school when I went to um high school from two thousand one to two thousand five. So at that time our education system wasn't that great. So a lot of things like, you know, you would take a grant like a guidance, like a working guidance counselor, things of that nature. We didn't really have. I visited my guidance counselor one time in my whole high school career, and that was just to let me know, oh, you're on track to graduate. So there was never a conversation about, you know, you know, college enrichment. Um, you know, I said all that to say basically I didn't know. I knew I had to go to college because yes. – I didn't want, you know, quote unquote, regular job. I didn't want manual labor jobs. That's what a lot of New Orleans is, is based around tourism, tourism, fisheries, um, that kind of thing. So a lot of people, what they end up doing, if they can cook, you know, they go into the food service industry, waiters, mm -hmm. um, they can do that, and the hotel industry, um, you know, those are things along those lines. So that's not something I want to do. A lot of my family do it, so it's definitely not looking down upon it. I would just, at that time, I was lazy as a lazy kid. I like to play sports and, and do my own thing. I didn't want to run and do, you know, anything that caused me too much, you know, strife. So I was like, oh, go to college. You get a better job. You know, that's something, right? So that's one of the things I wanted to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I liked art at the time. So uh, I'll be an architect. And I took some classes and that didn't like it. Um, computer science. And at the time, UConn, they have, I think, believe they have it now. But there wasn't a graphic design program. So the closest thing was computer engineering. Mm -hmm. I know that. No, I know that now. That's totally different thing. No similarities whatsoever. Not the uh, same. Yep. No, but I obviously had to go through that, through those classes, and kind of take those, you know, growing pains to really figure out what I wanted to do. So I think I bounced around maybe officially changed my major once, but unofficially about three, four times. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's that's why we're friends. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. So yeah, so I had I had no idea, I had no idea. Kind of like I said, just fell into it. I would say. So junior year, um, is when you sort of had an epiphany of sorts. Like, so what? Yeah. What sort of guided you there? So it was actually an internship. And so at, at the time, one of my jobs at our campus was um, the student employment office. So the uh, student employment office, I had a lot of insight to a lot of the the different um, one jobs on campus. I knew I had to know, you know, have a knowledge of that. But also, they handle internships. So internships that they have partnerships with UConn, not just ones that you kind of go out and find on your own. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them was in a um, town close to Stores, Wyndham. It was at Wyndham Elementary School. And so, you know, I knew that my aunt, um, she actually. Um, works for the Department of Department Children and Families, just as I do. She's been there for about 25 years. So at the time, she uh, she did social work. Um, I was still trying to get my feet wet and things, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, you know, social work, social work, you know, good with, you know, I felt like I had good people skills. You know, I had um, an urge, you know, in some degree to help people um, just, just because, you know, throughout my process of being at home, even getting up to um, Connecticut, I had a lot of help on the way. So in, in my way, in my own little way, I want to kind of give back. So I'm like, hey, maybe this is, this could be a potential, um, you know, occupation for me. So did that. So I was able to intern under a social worker there, just kind of the relationship I had with her. Um, she was really good and it kind of explaining to me the different ins and outs of her specific uh, role as a social worker, because at that time I didn't know social work is a general term. There's a lot more specialized, um, you know, specialized duties depending on what area that you're in. So um, I kind of got a sense of how, how I worked in the school and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I guess I found an affinity for it. Um, and, yeah, I guess I just found an affinity for it. And so sociology was kind of the closest thing to that. And I focused a lot of my internships and a lot of my jobs around, you know, the social work aspect. Got it. And so um, what is your idea of success now? Hmm. Success now, um, right now, success is is wrapped around my my family in a sense of my relationships with my family as far as uh, my son um, and you know the relationship I have with uh, my girlfriend, his mom, and even you know trying to cultivate and try to cultivate those relationships that I do have. Some maybe some that has grown distant over time, whether it be family, friends. You know, those of that nature, just because me being up here for 14 years, 14 years now, and kind of, you know, you, you take for granted when you're around your, you know, your mom, your dad, your cousins, and, you know, your close friends every day. Um, when you're away from them that long, just because of, you know, that incident, you know, with, with Katrina, I basically had to start over moving back to Connecticut. And, you know, you think of that. You kind of you, you take a second think of especially as an 18 year old you don't really understand the magnitude of that how life changing that can be you know you're just kind of young and dumb I'm like oh you know I'll pick up I'll go with my parents we'll move somewhere else we'll live we'll be fine but as you grow older and you have especially you know friends like yourself and um, other people that's growing up in the same area for years for all their life you know they can always reach back oh I passed you know my old school or Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, you know, that's Monica that I knew in second grade. You know, a lot of those, in my from Sanders, you don't know, try to make anyone feel sorry for me, but it's 
the reality is, you know, a lot of that kind of history and kind of people that you can reach back to and kind of have mm-hmm. moments with it, that changed for me. So I can only really draw back into 18 years old for, for me going up to Connecticut outside of, you know, my mom, my dad, things of that nature. So you, you learn how much you take relationships for granted and how friendship can be, is really important to you, especially mm-hmm. when outside of, you know, an aunt and, and a cousin that I have that lives up here, friends are really all the thing that I have up here as a support system, you know, so those, you know, those networking connections are really important. So success for me right now, obviously, you know, job, you know, is that's important, just the, the ability to be able to um, provide for my family with comfortably. Um, it's trying to, you know, get back some of those relationships or, you know, strengthen some of the relationships that I have, whether it's my fault or not, um, and kind of go from there. So just taking steps with that. I'm not perfect, but, you know, trying to take steps, you know, to get to that. So I think I'm successful. I've been successful in my life um, over time, but right now that's what success uh, means. I mean, and as your friend, I can say that your response time to text is getting so much better. See, so look at that, man. Look, hey, I that's, am that's, proud that's success. of you. That's success. I am <laughs> proud of you, but I do understand um, when you say it, it is important to be able to reach back to your family and um, be able to cultivate memories, especially now that you have you started your own sort of family exactly, to be able exactly. to share that um, with um, with him. So, um, what tips? and or motivators did you use along your path in college or um, uh, when you first got here from Katrina? Um, what, what, was, what helped you to thrive? And it, it could be two mm-hmm. sets or it could be two different things or multiple mm-hmm. things or. Well, then that's the thing. It was, like you said, like, like I said, success. Oops. Go back. Okay. So, like for me, success is like I said, it was different at different points in my life. So, just as you know, with with that being different, the the tips and motivators that I use was different. Um, for me, honestly, you know, just just as simple as I could put it, for me coming from New Orleans to Connecticut was just, and sometimes pure survival, honestly, um, because at that time it was a, like I said, a precarious time for all that stuff to happen. I was eighteen. Um, it was my freshman year of college. At the time, my mom was nine months pregnant with my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And then and all of that in a whirlwind, two weeks prior to that, you know, we were all still living, of, of us moving to Connecticut, we're all living in, you know, New Orleans, preparing for the birth of my youngest uh, brother. And me, you know, start my freshman year of college, thinking that life was not going to change much. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, you know, me and my motivation here was just me not want to be a burden to my family. Because at that time, like I said, all my siblings, I have four siblings in all and three on my young, on my mother's side, they were at the time 13, three and not born yet. <laughs> so, so they all, so when Katrina happened, everyone moved up? Yeah, everyone moved. So it was, a, it was like, so, so on the day, maybe a day or two before Katrina happened, came, um, obviously, like I said, my mom was pregnant and everything at the time. So, um, you know, the thing with hurricanes, you know, you kind of know, um, the, the path that they're coming. Um, and you kind of test, you know, the, the severity of what they're saying the hurricane will be, the path and all that stuff. And, you know, kind of 
deliberate whether you want to go or stay. You know, so people from up here, I learned, they hear hurricane. Oh, man, you know, why would anybody want to stay? Well, and a lot of times, just like up here, you guys get blizzards all the time, whereas if there's a blizzard in New Orleans, we've shut down for two months, whereas right. stuff happens here, you know, you, the infrastructure is more um, equipped for. So with us hurricanes, actually the year of Hurricane Katrina, I think a week or two prior to that, there was a hurricane that passed through that we stayed for, and that one had uh, more destructive power than Katrina did. The thing with Katrina is the levees broke, which were the things that basically right. held the water from flooding into the city. So right. in essence, the, the hurricane really wasn't this big monster of a, of a rainstorm. It was a bad one, but not a big monster of it. It's just the things that happened that caused the flooding of the city and then, you know, everything that came after it. So um when it came to that, you know, we stayed for that one and it was just something told, you know, our family, whether, you know, probably God, you know, told our family, hey, you know, we need to get out and go. So we packed up something for the, some, enough clothes for the weekend and drove, you know, to Houston, which um, is a normally about a four-hour drive and wait out the storm and go back, you know, to our life. And basically, you know, that obviously with the story changed, that didn't happen. So, right. um, so with that, I just didn't want to be a burden for my family and, and wanted to kind of prove you know, that I could be independent and kind of do what I need to do for myself without, you know, having to, you know, be another mouth to feed that they have to worry about. You know, 18 years old, you know, everything that comes with that. So um, I want to do that for myself. So a lot of it was just pure survival, you know, at that point. And then, you know, not being a stereotype, you know, in a black kid growing in the inner city, you know, didn't want to be another statistic, fall into, you know, street culture, things of that nature. Um, so, you know, success for me at that point, just to get to college and graduate, you know, and kind of go from there, get a good paying job. And then it, it rolls over to, you know, starting a family. So a lot of it, I guess my biggest tip, and sometimes I fall short on even, you know, doing that for myself is it's really important to, just to have a goal in mind. Because a lot of times, you know, throughout life, you're going to have different goals at different points. You're even careers. You know, your average person may change their career four to six times throughout their lifetime. So a lot of times is you reach that goal, you reach the pinnacle. What do you want to do next? Because if you don't, you get it's easy to get complacent, easy to get um, comfortable in the place that you are. Um, but, you know, the, the cliche is, you know, you can't, you can't grow if you don't go through some pain. So a lot of times, you know, you just need to kind of keep, yourself goal oriented and keep the things that's going to motivate you and also keep the things around you that's going to um, bring out that passion and you know because some your, your job as much as you like it you're going to have those bad days that you're going to really need um, to pull you know pull something from within to kind of help you get through that especially with you know child protection you know so as rewarding as that job is you know you're seeing the worst the worst of the worst of society on a daily basis you know you so you always want to have something that's gonna um and gonna help you through that so um was did I answer the question so you I did know. and I appreciate that was you did great <laughs> I remember one of the things that you told me I was this was when I I think I was doing the paralegal program at UConn Stanford mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and because I was just like I just want to move to New York and this is the easiest way for me to do it I'll get a job as a, par a paralegal but you know how um I used to have a really hard time mm -hmm. with writing things. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, getting assignments, assignments done. <laughs> and so I think I, I come to your apartment and I was like stressing out and I was like, could you just help me please? And you were like, listen, you 
basically you have this goal like you just have to do it figure it out i'll help you the best i can and you did it. i appreciate you <laughs> but you were like you just have to do it and i was like he's right like <laughs> me whining and crying about it isn't is not going to one get me to my goal or two get the work done even if i don't actually get to the end goal like i yeah so thank you for that no problem it's always it's always great to hear your good advice you give to other people that you sometimes don't really follow yourself it's awesome i appreciate that thank you you did you did good you look you did good by me so i appreciate you yeah, no i problem. did finish the program but i never used it but you know <laughs> Hey, That's neither here nor there. Um, so the last question that I have mm -hmm. for you is um, for you to share with me a random tidbit of information, um, a random Snapple fact or something that you know that no one else knows. You know, like how deep you're trying to go with this, though. That's the question. I mean... Um, the last, um, the last two guests gave random bits of information about themselves. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like you can anything. It could be a, a different motivating motivator, or it could be a, one of your favorite quotes. It could be. Yeah, um, this is this is probably the hardest question you didn't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. No word rhymes with orange. <laughs> no word kind. Um, it rhymes with orange. Yeah, I mean it's it's the truth. I think it's the truth. Um, yeah, I can't think of one. Age, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, think at the age of eighteen, I will. I don't think I am. I'm the. Yeah, I'm not anymore inspired. When I graduated uh, high school, I became a licensed loan officer um, for mortgages in um, Louisiana. What? Yeah, I mean it expired two years later because they have to retest. But yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. What what was your plan with that? Because my mom, my mom does it. My mom, she's a, um, uh, she's a loan officer, been a loan officer for about 20 years. So it was one of those things at that time, you didn't need to go to school. You just need to pass a certification class. You need to go do a certain number of hours, and then um, a firm would have to pick you up. Um, and so you can kind of intern under them. And so my mom was like, look, boy, because like I told you earlier on, I was late. I was late enrolling into school. And so, like, I had to go to Delgado for Delgado Community College for the first semester and transfer later. So she was like, you either go into school or you get a job. So I was like, well, you do this for the summer to have some money because otherwise I was going to be in the house broke. So I did that. And um, her firm, they let me um, come on and intern under her. And so that's a, that was my first summer job before I went to school. And did you ever think about doing real estate or was that just oh, like... Oh, no, I hated that much, so much. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I hated it so much. But, I mean, like I said, it was it was one of those things with a skill. It was a skill yes. to have that I'll never use again. Yes, but it was Got great. It. Great at the time. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah, you know, anytime. anytime your tips yeah. and motivators were inspiring. And, um, yeah, thank you for being on. Hey, I appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. Have a good one. Thank you. Talk to you later.